Jump like Virginia Look up in my eyes So step when I do my dance Cause it must be the best of my love And what's in my cup stays in my cup, yeah Look up in my eyes So step when I do my dance Cause it must be the best of my love And what's in my cup stays in my cup, yeah, yeah. Money by love in the club, pretty girl a wine up G-Wagon, Benzin, see a park up Tell them man, bless we not do it by luck Touch self with G's, you know me Kyla Car girl in the Rosewood, figure sign up They ma tell me, me friend, they ma drip sign us She, can't catch him on the virus Yeah, me love you real bad Wine up on me Me love how the girl, they ma bridge stand stay Girl, see me and wait like she did for play So up in my eyes so step when I do my dance Cause it must be the best of my love And what's in my cup stays in my Welcome to Washington's most controversial The most raw, unfiltered, uncut podcast Hosted by Seattle-based Commander-in-Chief of Laughter General Mutombo Love from Washington State, USA What up, bro? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. What to do, baby? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, my brother Quinton? Welcome to the uncut again, my G. How you feeling? I'm I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm out and about, man. We had some technical communication difficulties. So I'm out here uh-huh. on the uh, I'm out here on the pier, man. Uh, live, watching the seagulls and shit. That's hey, you, you, you got you yeah. got you got the view, you got the beauty of Seattle, my G man. How have you been holding up, man? I know you know. Ever since our shows got dismantled and our our income got disrupted, we've been uh, we've been <laughs> we've been out here. You know what I'm saying? I've been selling I've been selling fragrance fragrance infused speedos of man. You know what I'm saying? On Amazon, I'm trying yeah, to sell people different selling, shit. People selling everything, man. For they real, got man. Pussy scented candles. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm studying my own services. I want, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you are ever desired to touch a man's testicles, I'm charging 50 bucks an hour. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got to exactly, diverse man. my, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, people weird, man. You never know what people want. You just got to, whatever you <laughs> Like I got I got a homeboy. He uh, sells hoodies, and he told me that uh, one girl she DM him. She's like, "Do yeah. you wear the hoodie for an hour before you send it to me?" Like people is out here. <laughs> 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 ladies, and ge- ladies and gentlemen, this is the Uncut Podcast. Welcome again, as usual. I'm always bringing people who make me choke. <laughs> like I'm smoking something strong. And this, hey, he was one of my personal friends and a comedian, yes. a mentor. This guy can put me on. Like this, you know, some few comedians put you on game. And Quentin, this guy, in Seattle, you come, you go, don't go to his shows. Who the fuck are you? But this guy, Quentin Jones, we met uh, on our first show in 2018, yes. I think we met yes, once. Sir. And ever, yes, and ever yeah. since we've been brushing, brushing, and bouncing ideas. And today I want to introduce who Mr. King Quinton Jones is. So Quinton Jones, who is Quinton Jones from? Who who is Quinton Jones? You know, I've been thinking that's a tough question. I've always had a hard time answering that question. Yeah, you know, vibes. Yeah. At the base of everything, you know, I'm just a regular dude that can do extraordinary things. Hey! But still, that makes me yes. That makes me no different than anyone else. Everyone has greatness in them. Everyone can be great. You know, you just yes. have to find what you're here for. Okay. And then believe in it and do it. And that's just what I do in this comedy thing. Yes. Man. Vibes, vibes. And let's let's that's, take that's you back. How I am. Let's take you back. So this is Quentin Jones. Where were you born, Quentin? 
I was born in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan, July 20th. Vibes, vibes, vibes. 91. Hey, it's your yeah, birthday. You yeah, just, we just missed your birthday. Yeah, just, Happy birthday. Yeah, birthday. Shout out to you. Happy belated. Hey, shout thank out. You, shout thank out. you, man. I'm make, make getting sure. old. I'm 29, man. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> you can't be running around here like a head with the chicken cut, with the head chicken well, cut off. You can't. You no, know, I can still run, but you know, like, I remember when I was young, you just, when it was time to run, you just ran. Now, yes. you guys, now I understand what warming up and stretching is. Like, oh, stretching is important. Right, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm Wait, like, I wake up in the morning and my extreme sport, my extreme sport is using a mouthwash, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure that <laughs> I, they don't take none of my teeth out again. You know what I'm saying? They be taking this, what they call them? The wisdom. If yeah, wisdom teeth. Why are wisdom teeth taken off? Does, 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 don't we need wisdom to people right now in the world? Why are you taking wisdom off? And who no, named the wisdom? They take them out because you accrued the wisdom. Now you don't need them anymore. <laughs> you wore out all the wisdom from the teeth. Hey. Now they're fucking your mouth. Young <laughs> <laughs> Quinton, let's take you back. This is Young Quinton in Detroit. So, yes, yes. Was Young Quinton was was comedy your and your first love, your first dream, or how 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 did this happen? How did uh, how, what compelled you like to move? from Detroit to Seattle. How, how, tell us your oh, journey. Man. Paint us a picture. Okay. Okay. Paint the picture. So yes. you hear a lot of comedians, they say, oh, they was the funniest kid in the class yes. and all the other stuff. That was, that was never me. I was lame, man. I was, okay. you know, I, I was one of those people where, you know, it takes time to find yourself. And it took me a long time to be comfortable with me. Okay. And then for me to, you know, be comfortable putting myself out there. Yes. So, you know, uh, I actually moved to Seattle to be an engineer. Oh, nice. Engineer. Tell us about it. Tell, what was your love for engineering? How, what what, what are we spe specifically in engineering were you interested in? Oh, I was interested in the money, man. Oh. <laughs> you're honest. You're not even lying about it. Yeah, you know, you see, you see, uh, they do like the aptitude test. Like, oh, if you do this, you'll make this much. You do yes, this, you make yes, that much. Yes. It was like engineer, hundred thousand. Are you like, and that's, that's it? That's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. Oh, I learned something so, from you today. That's dope. Okay, so you came yeah, to so. Seattle for engineering, right? Yeah, I worked for Microsoft. Okay, and, uh, I did that for about three years, and okay. I got to the point where uh, when I was in college, it was yes. something that I knew I could do. I was blessed enough to be like smart enough, had the ability to do it, but I didn't love it. Yes. And I was still kind of searching for, I've always been a creature of passion. If my heart's not in it, I can't really do it for too long. Okay. And so uh, I, was, I was just done with it. But how I got into comedy was, yes. uh, I was drunk at a happy hour. <laughs> Actually, let, me, let, me, let me back it up. Let me back it up. I've always oh, okay, okay. Say, put it up, put it up. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm all yeah, for it today. Yeah, I've always loved comedy. Okay. And so, like, I just remember being, like, you know, in high school or whatever, or even in college, like, watching YouTube, kind of, like, comedy. Comic yeah. View was my thing. Like, okay. I used to watch Comic View religiously. Religiously. I get, okay. I would get pissed when it was like, I've seen this episode. Like, I was yeah. just so thirsty to see new you shows. You see the new shows, was, okay. Yeah, so, um, like, some of my favorite comedians growing up were, like, Bernie Mac. Bernie uh, Mac. Classics, classics, yes. Yes, Tony uh, Roberts, man. he's a, oh, yeah, he's a legend. He's from Detroit. He was, like, yes. the first Detroit comic, like, uh, okay. physical comedy. Like, I remember he was just rolling and, and used the stool in ways okay. I had never seen before. Uh -huh. Ralphie May, R.I.P. Yeah, uh, Fluffy. rest in power, rest in power, Fluffy. Fluffy's big. Yeah, Fluffy is big. Fluffy yeah. is big. You know, mm -hmm. he, he's it's a lot of big people that's following this trend and losing weight. Fluffy ain't on it. He like, I'm staying here. This is this, this is it. it. This is it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the your journey. I'm gonna get to your fitness journey in a little bit. So let's get this. Let's go back to I'm gonna paint a picture. So who was young Quinton in college? 
Where would you fit? There was a, you know, there's a lot of people like me. I was a stripper of the school. I was a mascot. I was all those shit in college. So it muffed to me. So are you more of an extrovert or an introvert in college? I was a intro, like the people I liked. I was very extroverted when I was comfortable around the people I liked. But if I didn't know the people, I was very introverted. Like, shit, yeah, college. Yeah, yeah, I know college, yeah college, uh, college was is, is an interesting time. Like I, okay. you know how if someone says that you know it took a victory lap. You know, yes, you yes. Fifth year, I did a victory race. <laughs> It took me seven okay. years to get out of okay. college. So I really had, like, two college experiences. Like, I had the okay. college experience, uh, like, with the people I came in with and engineering. Okay. And I, I got kicked out three times. Uh, you still, this is this is Quentin telling us, hey, my yeah. friend. And they were kicking you out for, you are not a bad kid. You're just yeah, no, there great. to figure yourself. Yeah, I was welcome, just there pooling, partying. Yeah. Just <laughs> college life. And, so, uh... Yeah, Go so ahead. then the second half, I was actually a cheerleader. Uh, okay. I was a cheerleader for University okay. of Michigan. Vibes, won, University of Michigan, okay. Yeah, I won three national championships. And uh, that, that was really where I got comfortable with myself because, like, I could, you know, when you're out on that field where you're not, like, throwing the girls, you just, you know, being yourself. And I just yes. had so much fun just expressing I love Michigan sport. Yeah. You know, uh, like, I had a few people while I was there, like, oh, my God, you're my favorite cheerleaders because you're yes. just out there being you, and that helped me become comfortable within myself. Vibes. Uh, so that was really like the first time I got used to like being in front of a crowd. Okay. And like, you know, hyping people up, but it still never was comedy. It was, I was still okay. focused on engineering. Okay. So, uh, you fast forward uh-huh. to uh, Seattle. Like I said, I was Seattle, drunk yes. at a happy hour. Yes. I was okay. drunk at a happy hour. You okay. Um, and like I said, I'm from Detroit and you know, people yeah. we just talking and whatever and for whatever reason, I went on this rant about how cold Detroit is. It's so it cold in the D. Yeah, you know, everybody knows that song. It's, it's... <laughs> okay. And I was like, you don't know cold until the cold grips your grips. shin. Uh-huh. It grips and freezes your shin. <laughs> and then when you walk indoors, you got to defrost. Have you ever had to defrost when you went indoors? That's what Detroit cold does to you. Yes. And so I'm just talking, drunk talking, and the guy comes up to me, Stephen May. Shout out to Stephen May. Shout, shout out to Stephen May. Okay. A May's Productions on IG. He does fantastic short films. Check him out. Okay. But he's there. Vibes, he vibes to the to king. Me. Okay. Okay. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, you ever did stand up comedy? Yes. Because uh, background for people, usually comedians will work their jokes in the conversation to see if it's funny. If they don't yes, say yes, yes. They test them on. We test them on. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he thought I was doing that. And I was like, no, I'm just talking. He was like, well, you know, that's like a comedy bit. Yeah. Have you ever thought about it? And I was like, well, I've always liked it. And like I okay. said, going back to Comic View. And he was actually hosting uh, Open Mic that Tuesday. So I went and I showed up. Yes. And uh, what really got me on stage was uh, I saw the Open Mic and I saw how bad Yes. Comedians could be <laughs> like, like, like they were bombing, bombing, bombing. Bombs. Just I'm like, you people suck. I can do this. I can do this easy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, okay. Matumbo will tell you, like, you this... see anybody you see on TV is good. Yes. Like, you gotta. You gotta I, pay I, your dues. You gotta pay yeah. your dues, man. You got. You, you can't for... just show up over there. I implore anybody to go to an open mic and well, when the road is over, go to an open mic and see the beginning of comedy. Yeah, just see how hard it is. Anybody you <laughs> see from Ryan Dave, anybody you see, Nate Jackson, if you see him on TV, they have earned. Oh yeah. Nobody just wakes up funny. And let me let me ask you. So, so you're in Seattle. Yeah. So this guy tells you you sound like you're funnier than half the people she's seen in open mics. So what compelled you to go? 
to your first open mic. How was your first experience with comedy? So yeah, how was like it I said, yeah. I, uh, so I went to it. I saw how bad people were. And the next week, I was yes. like, I have to show run. I'm like, how do I sign up? They're like, I'll just show up next Tuesday. I'm like, cool. Okay. And, so and this is I'm which club? This is a uh, Jai Chai. Jai Chai. Yes. Yes. Oh no, yeah, well, Broadway. They canceled. Yeah, they canceled now. I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you can't do nothing now because we we yeah, can be we can gather. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah. so I go back and say show up next Tuesday. I'm like, fine. So that whole week, I'm just writing jokes, writing jokes, yeah, writing jokes. You okay? And I show up the next Tuesday, and I'm like 27 on the list, so I get hammered. Okay. And like, so they finally gets close to me. I'm like nervous. I'm hyperventilating, drunk as oh. hell. <laughs> Okay, I wrote, okay. I wrote all these jokes and okay. did none of them. <laughs> Whoa. I did none of the jokes. What happened? What happened? You froze or what yeah, happened? No, you what happened stage? was I just thought, you know, I thought about just like being real. And the funny thing had happened to me where my first joke I ever did on stage was I talked okay. about being on the bus. Yes. And I had a bus crush, like a girl I kept sick in the bus with. I kept seeing her. And <laughs> bus crush. I had a bus okay, crush. this is different. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. I had a bus crush, you know, uh-huh. and so I seen her, and then just this particular day, she happened to sit next to me because that's how the bus was. That the day. bus was working that day, yeah. And so I like struck up a conversation, like, "Oh, you know, what's like, what's up with that book you read?" And blah 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 blah. And we yes. had to look something up. Yes. And so we go on my phone, but the last thing I looked up with on my phone was porn, and it was oh. like right there. <laughs> <laughs> It's all up for you, okay? It was, and it wasn't page two. It was like I had to search for that porn. Like, it okay, was, <laughs> it was like you went through a couple of pages, and she's looking at you like, "What?" Yeah, she was like, uh, "No, nah, she played it cool." She was yeah. like, "Oh," and, and like I, you know, you punch it up the story, but that was yes. what would happen to me, and I just told that story on stage. And you know, I don't even like people said I was funny, but I don't remember. I'm, I don't I'm remember shit. <laughs> Okay. I've I've had like some performances you remember, some you just so drunk, like you get off stage, like I just did 20 minutes. Can you just give me, yeah, give me 20 minutes to, I don't even know what I said. I think I've had that experience when my, when I, when I get on stage and sometimes I zone out, I tell my wife record so I can know what I said. Yeah, you don't even know what you said. Like, oh, okay. So when I get off stage and I'll never forget this. Okay. I go off stage, I like go outside or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm getting ready to go back home. Okay. And somebody pulls up in a red pickup truck. I'll never forget this. Pulls up in a red pickup truck. Not from Detroit. If someone pulls up right next to you, you you're just like this is a fight. Let's yeah, this is a fight. Yeah, I'm about to get okay. shot something. He pulls up like, <laughs> <laughs> rolls down his rolls uh-huh. out his window, is like, hey, never stop doing comedy and just speeds off. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. And can you count this experience as one of your first, like, man, I got to do this for the people. This joke's got to be for the people. Or is this the moment? What did this do to you when this guy pulled up and and this is a different energy? It was just, like, I had, it was something, it was like the first time it was something that was all me that I had gotten, like, approval, approval from. Yeah, yeah. So after that, you you just hooked. You're just hooked. And, um... I think it took like three months for me to invite my friends, and okay. they were like, "Yo, you're just blowing people out the water." Okay, you know, you're just coming. Yes, and then and then you and when did you go? So tell us. So so, so you were a Jai Tai. So you started performing elsewhere. Where did you go? Where did you go, Quentin? Okay, so I started at Jai Tai, and okay. I was there. Exp- like I was only there on Tuesdays for like four months because that's okay. the only place I knew until other people like people who book rooms come in like hey have you gone over here yes so I think the second place I ever went 
was uh, Local 907. Yay, Renton. Washington, shout yes. Shout out to uh, shout know, out to, I5 Entertainment. Shout out to Amani, Amani, Amani Taylor, our host. Hey, I love Amani, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh yeah, the, the, keep it going. Keep, yeah, keep it going. going. <laughs> keep it going, going for that next comic. Yes. And so, uh, local nine hundred seven was a much so uh, background about Seattle for people. Uh is kind of like you know, uh, it's Restroom. in the gay community. It's yes. like in the gay community, very PC, very. Yes. Very, you, know, uh, you can't really LGBT, speak. yeah, yeah, very, yeah. And you know, it's not, and you can like do your jokes there, but some stuff you can't say there, it's just yes. not gonna hit. That's the yes. community that is it's there, yes. Local 907, you can say what you want, and what that comes with is a tougher crowd, yes. And so, uh, I remember the first time I went there, you know, uh, he pushed me up, you know, sign up, sign up Mondays, like, Tuesday, yeah, sign up, yeah, Monday, it was a Monday, Mondays, yes, and. I don't even know what joke I did. Okay. But I remember it was dead before me, and I was like the comedian that started the wave of funny. Yes. And the first time I ever went to Local 907, you okay. brought him up. Nate Jackson was there. Oh, no way. You have to prove Nate, yourself. Oh, shit. Nate Jackson was there. He had his crew there. Okay. And both Amani Taylor, when he saw me, and one of the guys who was with Nate Jackson was like, yo, you should really never stop doing comedy. Yes. If you don't stop doing comedy, you're going to make a lot of money. Yes. And so that was like the next time I'm like reinforcing people who have no idea who I am just saw me up there just, how long you been doing it? Five months? What? Yeah. And so... At some point, you know, I think, you know, God, he gives us signs. He tells, he speaks through people. He speaks through people, vibes, yes. And if people keep telling me this, like, don't stop doing comedy, don't stop doing comedy, and I legitimately love doing it, then I'm not going to stop. Why stop? That's the universe telling you that, Quentin, this is what you can bless the universe with. That's what you're touching people through. Yeah. And I always, my goal with my comedy is to be funny, but also to... Like, and we talked about this on IG Live once. Like, yes, bring, we like, did. my trauma, yes. bring what I've been through, and okay. make it funny, because there's always somebody else who's been through it, who's never, you know, comedy was so special about it is we have a unique ability to speak on something, give something yes. worth that other people can't give worth to. Yes. It's something they've been holding on to. So I always tell, like, I have jokes that's like, you know, just like dick, dicks and all that, but I have stuff that's like personal. Like, you it, know, having trouble with women, yes. being overweight, Vibes. you know, all these, Cause, you know. Because comedy, people don't understand. When we write, people tell you it's a joke. It's not, the joke is the pudding. I am the spine, the pain, the trauma is the spine of the comedy. It's, a, it's, it's, the, it's the foundation of writing. You can't, yeah. like, you cannot deliver a proper joke that at least you have not robbed some part. Some part of it has not affected yeah. your personal life because you're not going to make it real. Exactly, exactly. It's it's uh you can't have perspective. No 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 you can't be, you can't project what you think is happening in India. You have to be there talking about mm-hmm. different places. Quentin Jones, this comedian, celebrity, this guy writes his style of writing is unique, superb, witty, and cutthroat. So before you know how the punchline cuts you, this guy hits you with the I was in Guatemala the other day. So <laughs> yeah. So I, I will and he'll, he'll tell a joke like I was in Guatemala the other day. So I'm really panicking. I got two strippers in the room. There's cocaine on the floor. <laughs> but I'm really worried if the American embassy is going to let me. Like, you're like, so why are you worried, bro? You got two strippers on the floor. Like, your jokes take people around. You, got, you like thinkers. You're a deep thinker. And I love how you're a genius with words. But before I go to the writing part, let's talk about how much your journey 
has shifted, how much your style has grown from the Quinton Jones I mentioned 2008 to Quinton Jones opening for Ryan Davis. Give me something. Give me something. Yeah, How's okay. your writing changed? Because my writing has changed. I used to yell. Remember? I used to be like, oh, yeah, you used to yell. I used to be like, oh, because I was like, these niggas are not listening to me because I have an accent. Now I'm more like, okay, now that, you've, now that I've got your attention, I don't have to yell anymore. So, where exactly. were we? Now that you're listening to oh, me, now we're good. Now we're I good. Think when I first started doing it, I kind of had like the. I I I was trying to be funny, if that makes sense. But it yes, was, but it wasn't me. So I was okay. like, "Hey guys, yeah." So I was like, "On the bus." Oh, with your white voice. <laughs> yeah, like I you know, like this is what comedy. Yeah, you know. Shit. Okay. And it's funny because uh, you can always learn from so many different people. Uh, okay. Rick Taylor, he runs a room out here, uh, Club Comedy Seattle. Vibes. He comes vibes. up to me. And he's like, you know, you're saying funny stuff, but it doesn't sound like you're talking. Oh, it's you like, have to talk. Vibes. Yeah. Yes. And this is, and you know, and this is a gay white guy telling me this. He's like, it don't sound like you. Like, you know, speak how you want to speak. And so I was like, okay, let me get rid of this voice first. Yes. And yes. Talk like me. Okay. And so the next thing I tried to avoid was not offending people. Okay. So you are attempting clean comedy. Well, it's not necessarily clean, but I just didn't, like, I didn't, like, so there's a joke I have. I talk about being on Tinder. Okay. And I talk about, like, uh, the women side of it. Yes. And at first, uh, and one of the punchlines is, like, oh, if a girl's taking a bunch of selfies and she's not showing her chest. Yes. I was, I'm like, that, that means she's fat. Yes. And at first, I was like, that means she's a little bigger or she's heftier. And, like, I tried to, like, like beat around the bush. Okay. I didn't want to be cut through. And I was like, no, I'm going to say the word. You have to say the word. that's what it is. The joke. That's what it is. That's what you feel. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I'm like, if I write, like, if I'm not writing it how I would say it when I'm talking to my friends. No, why, am I even, what's, why am I even saying this shit? Yeah, and it, and it just goes with anything. It's like, like saying nigga on stage or like if I'm upset with a woman saying bitch and be like, oh, you shouldn't call her bitch. I'm like, this is how I talk. So. Yes. And so that's where like I think the cut though, not necessarily me cussing, but me saying the word that I think. Mm. Saying the way I wrote it. Saying the way that I see the vision of the joke in my head. Okay. I had to get to doing that and more. And then I think the biggest thing now for me is finding depth in every joke. Uh, you're going to the dark side. No, well, not, no, dark not, side. no, I wouldn't say dark side, but just finding like the joke within the joke. So, um, I have a joke where I talk about, uh, um, like weird kinks, like weird kinks during sex. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Let's so, go. Like, I had, like, uh, so I had, like, and that part, and it already works. Yes. What, since you brought him up, Ryan Davis, what he taught me, yes, was he was like, every joke he heard, he listened to my say, he's like, he's funny, yeah, but you can. He was like, you just did seven minutes and you can make that seven to 21 because you have so much space that you're not, you haven't even got into. You were, you're, you're letting, uh, you're letting a lot of space. You're clouding your space with a lot of, you got to give air. You got to breathe. Let the joke breathe. Let it spread it out. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily breathing. It was like, um, it was kind of like, I was going from like A to D to G. See, it goes slow bit by bit. Build it. It was like, oh, you know, you got weird kinky stuff, but why is it weird for you as a man? Or people think, why are you uncomfortable talking about it? And yes. I was like, okay, let me break that down. I'm like, the reason I'm uncomfortable talking about it is because I already asked my girl about the freaky stuff. Okay. But I didn't ask her. I brought it up in conversation as a yes. joke and wait to see her reaction. Okay. 
And if I didn't like it, like, oh yeah, I think it's stupid too. Never mind. And then never mind. Yes. You never. You know that's a no go. Never cross that line. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't even like my toes something like that. That's stupid. Who want their toes? Who like, want that never shit? Never bring it up with her again. Who want that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So this is you, Quentin Jones. Yeah. You're progressive. This is a new comic bringing new juice. You're writing differently. You're walking into. How would you describe the? the landscape of comedy in Seattle, do you think it's a competitive market or did you, were you able to maneuver through because, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did you feel? Like, then you've traveled too. You've traveled to states. Yeah. You've traveled so to places. Think, how do you feel as a black I comic? Think, I think, I think as a, well, really, as a black comic, what I do not like about Seattle is the, the lack of opportunity to be in front of my people. Oh, uh, do you feel like the spaces, people need to come out more or do we need more spaces where our people can go? Yeah, well, we, we just need more, like, you know, everybody has should have a thing. Like, I feel like there should be, like, the big clubs yes. should be open and invite everybody who wants to see the person. Oh, but I think, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I think there should be a space or a way for black people in the area and okay. black people and black comments. Like, this is a black show. Yes, come We're through. Do a black show. Yeah, yes. come through. This is for black people. So you gonna hear? Gonna talk about us, family style, I, and that's really for any identity: black, yes. gay, Indian, Indian, Indian African, should, everybody. Jamaican. You have, yeah, absolutely. You should. It's 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 so fulfilling to have a space where you can talk to your people about your experiences. And and I, and I feel like even when I when I started sell, uh, marketing comedy to my people, my African people, being the only African comedian in Washington, like one mm-hmm. of the things I was trying to tell them is like, I speak. I'm your voice. What you're going through in your you don't like comedy back in Africa was way different than comedy than uh, comedy the way I'm doing it in America right now. Like I am mm-hmm. connecting my trauma, my mental, my mental, my mental. What you call my depression? You know what I'm saying? Anytime yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bringing things in from marriage, from di- divorces, failed relationships. That's what you want to hear. This shit. This is free therapy for black people. So I'm really appreciative yeah. that you brought that point up so that people can come out. Comedy is like we are all in a room and we're talking. Instead of going to a random bow, instead of going to Joey's to look at like random people's daughters with, with cleavage sticking out, you can come to a comedy club and get your laugh on, right? Exactly, exactly. And I think there, there, there's, there's enough space yes. for all of it. There's enough space for the big club. Yes. For you to move up. But there should also be you know, local comedy. Please, anyone who listens to this, when the run is over... Look deep into your local comedy scene because there's people you haven't heard of that are monsters. They are monsters. And, and and what does jokes do for the community? Think about it. You're coming to a place to laugh and, and you're releasing, man. You're eating. A lot mm-hmm. of these places, they sell food. But before I go to this point, I'm going too deep. Let me bring you back to Quentin Jones. Quentin Jones. Yeah, the Seattle me, community. Or go ahead. Let's go. Tell me about the Seattle community, bro. So the, what do you feel? I, I think about it like this. So as much as like, you know, because I think there's what? You, you on Facebook. I yes. Think we have a... A comedy scene meltdown at least once every two weeks. Once every it's two some weeks, scandal. some somebody, uh, some some it's manager uh, abuses yeah. female comedians, and some people get this person's offensive. I don't know. Like, I'm like, yo, you're the most offended comedians I've ever seen oh in my, my entire God, yeah, life. I, I think that's why Quentin. I don't I don't be getting too deep into it. I think my age and my maturity really affect me really badly. Like to to mm-hmm. do that is to disrespect myself. Like, bruv. This should not be an argument. Yeah, like, this is like, okay. Why are we talking? Like, who am I? T- I thought I'm on the same people, right? 
I thought well, here, you were the same my whole thing. Yeah. Here's my whole thing about it. I'm like, okay, you feel uncomfortable here. Yes, you should voice your opinion. Yes. But don't try but don't try to don't try to uh what's the word? Vilify me if I still want to go to this club. Yes. I'm a like, comedian. Oh, we I feel like the problem I've had with a Seattle comedy community is I feel like we're a little clicks, you know, like we are all a bunch of good comedians in a foster home and we're fighting to get mom's attention. You know what I'm saying? Are you, are you with me? Like, bro, yeah. bro, we should be in the... You're a funny person in your own light. Stop coaching me. Stop being on my neck. Stop tagging me. Stop being a cop. Stop Stop being here, being a grammar Nazi. You focus on your jokes, okay? Everything yeah, else is bullshit. Jokes, right? You don't want to go... So I'm, there's a room in the city yeah. that... I'm not going to say the name, but I'm yeah. comfortable going there. And, it's yeah. not, and this was before they had the whatever allegations came Yeah, up. yeah. I didn't like how they treated comics. And I didn't go on Facebook okay. and rant about it or yeah. all of this or that. Now, yeah. if you talk to me in person, I'll say it. But I was like, I just stopped going to the club. Yeah. I'm like, I don't fuck with that club. I'm not going there. Yeah. And me, I would like to... I had a, I, I had a similar experience, too. Mine was actually... Me, I'm not going to lie. Mine was Jai Tai. Jai Tai there on Broadway. I think it was... a. Uh, I, there's three times I tried to go there. At first, they hosted me a feel like a first, I think when I came in in 2018. But in 2019, I got a lot of disrespect when I came there. I didn't know there were clicks, you know, like when they sign up on Sundays, those Sundays, right? And yeah, you pull yeah. up and you you go sign up. And I do know there are people who go there every time and they're favorites. But when you're a comic you're, and you're going there, it's open mic. Open mic means open when you're coming. Not, I didn't know your categories. Like, no matter how early you get there, their favorites when they show up, you go behind them. Yep. So yeah, I, they, they, they I, I, do that. I spent two hours waiting and I'm like, it's called, you said open mic, right? It's not a show. So if you're treating me like this three times in a row, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't fuck with you. I don't feel like this is how you talk. Like I'm an upcoming comic. You haven't even given me a chance. Some of these niggas mm-hmm. have been rusty for years and you know, they're going to repeat the same five jokes they've been saying every other week. That's true. I just sold out. I, I just got, sold out. Yeah, tell me. I just sold out a I show said, in cancer, and y'all gonna hear treat me like like this guy. You know what? I'm out. You're never gonna see my face again. Come talk to me, brother. Vibes. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I, I say, I'm lucky. Yeah. In the city where like like a majority of the city like likes me, and more a majority of the rooms like me, so I can get up. I can get my time in. Yeah. And so, and I, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, talk to me, talk to me, Chase. Well, so the biggest shift for me is like I don't have to go through that. Yeah, yeah, yes. Like um, I even say Comedy Underground. You you went there, yeah. you're having trouble getting up. Yes, and all of that, and like the only reason you got on the mic was because I you. helped you. Yeah, and I'm thinking like, why should it be this hard? But and, and it's hard like that for a lot of comics. And like I said, I I literally got lucky. Like I, I got yeah. Uh, no, comedy is about opportunity, and what really. <laughs> elevated me in the Seattle comedy eyes was there was a headliner at Comedy Underground one weekend. Okay. And I already knew him. Yes. So he comes, he headlines. Yes. He's like, I want Quentin to do the guest spot on my show Friday, Saturday. Whoa. And that that, that was that was vibes, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so and it, it just all had worked out because um I had it was like you gotta do ten minutes, and I had been working on this ten minute set for, for a like while. months yes. because I had to. Back when parlor was open, I had that parlor show. Yes, so I, was yeah, I remember the parlor. We set. worked at the parlor together. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's where we. That's where we met. Club. We met at the parlor comedy club. Shout out to the parlor comedy club, Money, Money Martin, and everybody else. Martin, yeah, yeah vibes, man, vibes. Club. Okay, go ahead. But 
I had already had my 10 ready for his weekend. Like, I did that show, and then the next weekend was his weekend. Yes. And so I go to Underground. The manager's there. The owner of the club is there. He's never there. Okay. And I go, and I burn that place down. You suck this thing down, down. Like, literally, the guy after me was like, oh, well, I guess I really got to be funny after that shit. (laughs) (laughs) You already know. I know that feeling. I I love it. Uh Uh-huh. I did not expect this under-year comic to come in here and set this place on fire. And it was one of the best shows still to this day I had ever been on because I would go, I would rip, and that would, that would motivate the feature, and that would motivate the headliner. So it Okay. Was, and so because of that, yes. you know, you had the owner there, so the owner's like, yeah, you put him up whenever he wants to go up. Yeah. Uh, the manager of Underground's in everywhere. He's like, I saw Quentin murder in front of like 100 people. You put him up anywhere. That got me past all the bullshit. So you skipped that part. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate that part. I mean, I mean, Quentin, I'm glad you took the opportunity. I'm glad when he came to you, you didn't fumble. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad oh, you I'm gave your best 10 minutes. No, we're bombing is bombing is <laughs> uh, no, bombing is normal farm. If you don't bomb, I don't trust you. That's that's true. You know, if, if you, you don't bomb, there's no bomb. way you know every crowd, bro. No, if you don't bomb, I don't trust you. You have to bomb at least twice. Tiffany yeah, Haddish and- bomb. Oh, oh, we ain't cool, Tiffany Haddish. Shit, I'm telling you, and, and, they, and she's right now on Netflix again. So if you don't bomb, I don't, I don't believe in your comeback. So let Quinton, let me ask you something. Go ahead, go ahead. What was your well, biggest? I was gonna say, go ahead. Oh, oh well, I, okay. I just wanted to say this. And when we say bomb, yes. we're not talking about one day you not funny. That's not a bomb. That's not a bomb. We talk. A back bomb to back. is when you go up there yeah. and you like, I'm the shit. I'm about to rip this, and you get cricket. Like you expected, you anticipated, you knew in your soul you yes. were funny. Hey, one and heckler, one heckler, one heckler takes you off your shit. One heckler, just say some bullshit. One heckler, or you just don't. I remember I it was at Underground. I played okay. Rip before. I did okay. my 10. Yeah. And I finished. It was crickets. And yes. I was like, all right, we're going to bring up the next comedian. And some lady in row three is like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh. God damn, okay. Y'all gonna hate me in my face. Okay, then. Yeah, even, even the manager was like, how'd that set feel? And I was like, bad. He was like, good. At least you know it was bad. At least you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Quentin, let me ask you something. Let me take you off the the the, 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 the serious tangent a little bit. What's your favorite yeah. curse word as you write jokes? What's your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word has to be sh- It's between shit and bitch. It's between shit and bitch. Shit and bitch. Bitch shit. Shit, shit. bitch. Bitch shit. Shit bitch. Okay. Like, oh, shit. like this bitch. This bitch. I was doing this shit. This shit. It's shit and bitch. Uh, I, now, my, what's your... What turns you on in a woman? Like when you look for women, like when you're looking there on stage and you see a bunch of cleavages staring at you and you are looking at their faces but your body's talking to you. What turns you on in a woman? Like, oh, you're the audience member I'm going to talk to today. What's up? Okay, so what what I do? So I do it before the show. Yes. Because I have a like I have like a whole laundry list of like sex jokes. Yes. And so like if I see somebody I like in the crowd, I'm gonna do like the the joke that has like the hip. And when I, if I see somebody I like, she giving me the look. I'm gonna like angle the hip. Okay. Towards her, you know. Okay. Make sure make sure Junior's awake in nice little print there, and I do that. Okay. Or I have like another joke where I like put it like put my leg up on the stool. You know, <laughs> the door, you know. Okay, okay. I, show what it is. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that, that's how I do that. You know, it's like we got jokes for that. We, no, got, we jokes. got we got jokes for everything. Yo, Quentin, I got to bring you back. I bring you back. So, what's your favorite food? 
Whew, my favorite food, I would say, uh, I gotta go Italian, man. I love like chicken Alfredo, like chicken. Good, uh-huh. Chick- like, what you like? like jerk chicken Alfredo, jerk chicken like Alfredo. That. What's on the yeah. side? What do you want on the jerk? What do you like? That's the that's the whole dish, man. That's, the that's whole it. That's dish it. Right chicken there. Alfredo. So, so what's your favorite drink? Uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? That's that's a- alcoholic. Alcoholic. I just changed it on my birthday. Okay. Uh. It's a uh, Uncle Nearest, black owned whiskey. Uncle uh, Nearest, he's the guy. Okay. Uncle Nearest. Okay. He's the guy that showed Jack Daniels how it's done. And yes. They found his family found the excuse me found the recipe. Yes. And now they make their own whiskey. So Uncle Nearest is my favorite whiskey right now. All right. So suppose I this weekend I want to surprise you, Mr. Quentin Jones, my friend, my brother. I offer you, I take you to a place which has endless. What's the name of the whiskey again? Uncle Nearest. Uncle, Uncle Nearest. Nearest Open Bar. Yeah. Or I uh-huh. take you to a spot where you can eat as much chicken Alfredo as you want. Or I take you to the strip club for seven minutes with the best stripper that you imagined of. Which place, Which of these three would you pick? See, I would go, I would go where the whiskey is. I would go where the whiskey is. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. One more question. I'm, I'm going to go. Why would the whiskey? Okay. Why would the whiskey? I was saying because you know, you know, the stripper, you know, seven minutes, that's cool. But yeah. you know, I'm like in seven know, minutes you can like do me. anything. Like I'm talking like private room. I'm talking like you know what I'm saying the velvet room. I'm talking like happy ending. Seven minutes. Nah, just, and then seven we'll, minutes we'll ain't okay. enough. Like if it's if it's the baddest person I can envision in my mind, seven minutes ain't enough. I got plans. <laughs> we got <laughs> smart answer, Quentin. Smart answer. One last one. Yeah. All right. So you have a in your house. Desk, bathroom, or car? Which one do you clean first? If you had all three, which one do you clean first? Uh, desk, bathroom, or car? Yes. I would go with uh, bathroom. Gotta bathroom. The bathroom. Yeah, vibes on vibes on vibes. Yeah, you can't, you know, okay. I don't care if it's a, a you know, guy friend or female. Or okay. It's like, you look dirty if the place you're supposed to clean yourself is dirty. Talk to them. To stick to it. Stick to it. I, I see it. I see it. Now, let me ask you something. Let me ask you some questions. So, let's, see, let's bring you back to comedy. So, yeah. what would you put as one of your, apart from your, like, the beginning of your journey when you're comedy underground, which other stages have you graced? Where, which other places have you traveled? Which other stage? Tell us, like, when I went to this city, the city was like this, the stage oh, was man. different. So, How was it? Paint a picture. So, I think the, the biggest stage name that I have graced is okay. uh, I did Laugh Factory in Chicago. Okay. I did uh, I did their open mic, but the, the greatest stage that I was uh, booked on was called uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in my hometown of Detroit. That's okay. the biggest comedy club in the city. Four hundred people. Oh, vibes. I got to do, okay. I got to do I got to do a weekend there. Okay. And like they've been doing comedy for fifty years, so you know how comedy underground your comedy clubs they have like uh, like all the comics that have ever been there. Yes. They had like a twenty five year old. Eddie Murphy. They had like a young Seinfeld, a young Tim Allen. I, 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 you know. I, I young Bernie Mark. They have young everybody. Yeah, they had young Bernie, like just, just young. Yeah. Of these and they, this cat, and this cats are killing, and this cats are good. Yeah, these, these are like legends. They had it just lined across the wall. Okay. And so that's probably the biggest stage uh, by name that I've have uh, ever done. But I've I've been all over the country, you know. I've, yes. I've been, you know, I've done San Francisco, I've done Sacramento, I've done yeah. Chicago, Vibes. I've done uh, I've done Philly. Yes. Uh, let's see where I've been. I've, I've been to Vermont. 
I didn't show in Vermont. I okay. did show in New Hampshire. Okay. Atlanta. Uh, so I've, I've really been all over. What's your most challenging stage yet? Like you can be like, of all those stages, this this stage right here, I want to go back and slam it. Uh, I would want to go back to Punchline Comedy Club in Detroit. Detroit, Punchline Comedy Club. Okay, yeah, okay. So, and like when you talk about uh, being like the, like the rawness cut. Yes, yeah, okay. That, like, when I went there, I went there with my jokes trying to be PC in Seattle, and they were not feeling it. You got to bring it. You got to bring it with the grit. Yeah. Yes. And so the headliner, that's what I came back after going to that. The headliner told me, he was like, I, I guarantee you them jokes will work, you know, somewhere else. Which you would, like, you would, like I said, yes. I had never been in front of, like, a black, black crowd before. Yes. And this is black, black, black. Blackity, blackity, black. Blackity, blackity, black. Black like my knees, black. Uh-huh. The only drink they got is Hennessy Black. Hennessy and Patron. <laughs> Blackity Black. Blackity Black. And the only thing they're selling at that bar is black food. Hey, that's that. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's, let's say, so yo, Quentin Jones, you have not only performed uh, in the country. You're only, I, I put you, I level you on an international level. I don't look at you as a Seattle comic because, man, the only one comic in Seattle got stuck in Guatemala, my niggas. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> so, what happened? Yeah. Paint, what happened? You were had a show. This is right before Corona happened. Ladies and gentlemen, Quentin Jones was stuck right. Corona caught him. Hey, Quentin, describe us. Yeah. Paint a picture. Start from the okay, beginning. So, you are going to Guatemala. Tell us. Yeah, so, actually, I wasn't going to Guatemala. I went to Costa Rica. Costa Rica. I went okay. to Costa Rica okay. to celebrate my friend's birthday. And how it was set up with, because I know people are thinking, why would you leave in the middle of Corona? First yes. of all, this was in March. Yes. When nobody took it seriously. Corona was a joke in March. At that time, yeah, nobody was like, and only Seattle was the one on lockdown. We were the only city we treated lockdown first. No, and so, but basically what was happening is, like, people were talking about Corona. They were laughing about it. Yes. And I was on a West Coast tour. So I had did, like, Portland. I had did Sacramento. I had did San Francisco. I had did Oakland. And then my friend lived in L.A., and so I was flying to Costa Rica out of L.A. Okay. And the day my flight took off was the day they canceled the NBA. Yeah. What? Yeah, because of the corona. Yeah, they started canceling games at that time. Yeah. Sports Center was going... Yeah, I see. No, no, they canceled everything. Yes. And so that is... When people look back, that was the time when everybody was like, oh, shit, this is real. They canceled sports. Like, sports are done. Okay. And that's when I take off to Costa Rica. And I'm like, okay, I'm only going to be gone for three days. I can get back. Everything yes. will be fine. Yes. So I go to Costa Rica. We celebrate my friend's uh, birthday. Um, we're flying out. And to get back to America, I had a connecting flight through Guatemala. That's how I ended up in Guatemala. Yes. I had a 45-minute layover in okay. Guatemala. And in that 45 minutes... That was supposed to be only 45 minutes. Only 45 minutes. I was only supposed to be in Guatemala for 45 minutes. Okay. And that day, the Guatemalan president said that we are closing the land and air borders to our country because of Corona. Ooh, He's like, no one's getting in. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. And so they canceled my flight back to the States because they weren't letting people in or out of the country. So oh. I had no plans in Guatemala. I had no previous arrangements in Guatemala. Yeah. And so I'm like super fucked. And anyone who's been out the country knows, especially like a Latin American country, when you leave like, so basically I'm at the gate and my first one is, okay, I'm just going to stay in the airport. Airport's going to close. Yes. This is the safest place for me is Wi-Fi. This airport closed. Yes. They're like, yeah. 
uh, your flight's canceled. If you don't leave this gate, we're going to call the police. And police in Guatemala have shotguns. Uh, go get your bags and go back to wherever it is you came from. Uh, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> no, shit. Like, this is not happening to me. This is not, this is not happening. So, okay. basically, so everyone knows, like, once you leave baggage claim in a Latin American country, you are literally hounded by vendors. Okay. Hounded by vendors. Like, all these people are, like, trying to get you. Give you like give you exchange money. You need a tax. You need a hotel. You need a car. You need cocaine. You need all this stuff. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I have like an hour before the airport closes. I'm just like trying to like call my mom. I'm trying to call the embassy. They're closed. Uh-huh. So now I gotta trust the cocaine taxi hotel <laughs> guy. <laughs> Why you call him the cocaine taxi guy, dude? Yeah, I guess only, he's, he's my lifeline. He's okay. the only person I've. Keep it on the rocks. Let's person, go. Let's go he's ahead. the only person I've met that speaks English. I was like, oh, oh I shit. Bless him. Bless him. That <laughs> was the universe right there, man. So you, you, I, I'm sure. Did you pull up? Oh, no, no, let me just make sure. You, you didn't, did you pull up your Rosetta Stone? Did you pull up, like, did you start Googling how to say hello? How to ask, no. how to get strippers so, yeah, in so Guatemala? We'll, we'll get blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, I was, I, I'm standing in a foreign country during a pandemic. The last thing Ooh. I'm thinking about is strippers. I'm kidding with you. <laughs> let's just... go. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> So okay. I, uh, but he spoke English, and so okay. he's like, "All right, I got a hotel for you." So he takes us to this hotel, and like we're driving through Guatemala City, and this looks like you know, like the the poverty of poverty, like, like it's rich and poor people. Yeah, the civilization right. hasn't got there yet. Yeah, this is like people are still drying their clothes on hangers. Outside. Whoa, this is a capital city, or this is like by the airport? This, this is like a, the hotel. This is across the street from the airport, my guy. Whoa. So they, they, it's developing, it developing. Fast. It's developing, yeah, developing. Oh shit! Yeah. So he okay. takes us behind this armored door. Okay. You know where there's like security. He's like, all right, you gotta stay here. And okay. Was, he's like, this is your hotel. This is not a hotel. This is some the back of somebody's house. It's not a hotel. Uh, they're saying it's a hotel, hotel by their standards. Yes. Yeah, I'm like the thread count was not where I needed it for it to be a hotel. Okay. Um, and so I'm like, hey man, does this place have Wi-Fi? He was like, no, no Wi-Fi. I'll take care of you. Don't worry about anything. And he just leaves. Okay. And I was like, what the fuck? So like, I'm in a foreign country. So I turned my phone on. I was like, I'm just gonna eat whatever international charges or whatever. And that's when I made my Facebook post. Like, I'm stranded in Guatemala. I have no money. Send I remember we spoke. I called you that time. I was like, "Brother, you cool?" You're like, "Yeah, I just need to talk to somebody. Please, y'all send a message. We all, we all send a message <laughs> to the American embassy Yo, to pull you out American of there." Man, I remember it was so it was diplomatic. You're like, we felt sorry for you because I didn't want you to eat no snails. I didn't want you to eat no, no booty. I, 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 I didn't want you to take your t-shirt off and start dancing for money. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to help you to get out. <laughs> Yeah, no, if anybody wants to see how I was living, I actually, you remember I did that Cribs yes! thing on Instagram? Yes, you did. You, you have I, it on your Instagram. Yes, you do. Yeah, I recorded my living quarters for the first two days in Guatemala. Uh, oh, man. But you showing, did meet, like, how it was. But you did meet good people by the pool, remember? Yeah, That's so good what, basically what happened was, I was like, I can't stay in this hostel with no Wi-Fi. He ain't bringing us no food. Ain't yes. nobody checking on us. Yes. So eventually, uh, I, uh, thanks to everyone, I was able to book a hotel, like a nice hotel. Good. Uh, and they were like, and basically what they were telling us was that uh, they weren't opening the country up for two weeks minimum. Okay. So I was supposed to be stuck there for two weeks. Okay. 
but eventually they opened up the land borders to the country. Yes. So we couldn't fly out, but we could drive out. Right. So okay. I actually took a six-hour cab ride from Guatemala City to the uh, border of Guatemala and Mexico to get out. Oh. And this. Okay. And this ain't. And this is this is rural Guatemala. This is like this rural, rural. Yeah. This is like country, country. This is like you see cows and chickens on the side of the road. You see cows and cows. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see. You're like in the line. Okay, I'm picking. I'm picking up. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like the only, the only sign of civilization was for some reason Coca-Cola made it out to these remote areas. For Guatemala. some reason, Coca-Cola how. gets it to everywhere. Coca-Cola will get Coca-Cola to the. Coca-Cola yes, is everywhere. everywhere. Oh man, in the Amazon forest, you'll find Coca-Cola. God damn it. Yeah, they there. They bring it in on the boat with the guy with the leaf. They paddle it in, but then. <laughs> So you can like at the same at the same shot they will they will kill the chicken and feed it to you uh-huh. and you can get a Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Mr. Quentin Jones is blessing us with his energy today at the uh, on the Uncut Show. Mr. Quentin is also huge on fitness, lifestyle, food. Tell us about your fitness journey, my G. Come on, oh, man. I see you on paddle boats. You there's nothing that Quentin is Quentin. How many pounds are you? Right now, I'm at, I weighed in at 304 this morning. I clocked in at 304. 304, but there's nothing that you won't find Quentin Jones doing. The only thing yeah, I'm waiting for so, him to do is skydive. Everything else, you'll see him everywhere. Tell us about your fitness journey, your speed. Tell us, man. Vibes, vibes, man. I, 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 yeah, I really so, admire um, how you all are turning, man. Come on. So what I, what I, what my whole, well, so my fitness journey started really three years ago. I okay. weighed 304 now, but back then I weighed about 370 when okay. I first moved out here. Okay. Uh, Cause I was just I was just eating, not working out, and like I used to be a like I said I was a cheerleader. I used to be a college athlete. Okay. But when I uh, stopped doing that, I worked at a deli. Okay. So I'm eating, oh, like, there's all this food. Yes. All right. Yep. Yeah, and then I move out here. You know, I don't know anybody. I live in the middle of nowhere, just going to work. So I'm just eating. You know. Yeah, you see, yeah. What's up? Uh-huh. I, I, but and I remember what my wake up call was. My blood pressure was too high for me to give blood. Uh okay. okay. I, used to, I used to love giving blood, you know, saving my life. My blood pressure was too high to give blood. And I was like, I need to make a change. And so I've lost, uh, about, yeah, well, I guess, you know, 60, 65 pounds. Right. You're going, years. you're going, you're going. Your goal is 80. You're almost getting there. Let's go. Let's go, Quentin. Well, no. So I restarted. So, oh, you started. Okay, uh, cool. Okay. I restarted. So uh, at the beginning of coronavirus, once I got back from Guatemala, um, I was losing myself. I couldn't do comedy. You yeah. know, that's what I felt like with my purpose. I was lost. I was drinking a lot. Yeah. Lot. Uh, okay. And eventually I just said I need to stop being sorry for myself. Yeah. And thank goodness that the gym uh started letting me go in. Yeah. Like the gyms are open. They reopened the gyms. Yeah. And I said to myself, I need to make a change. And since then I've lost about 20 pounds. I the first time I weighed myself during Corona, I was 325, and now I'm, now I'm 304. Yeah, and my peoples, my peoples. Keep going, keep going, Quinton, keep going. My goal for just even watching fitness, like people, you see the fitness video, you see the super sexy yes. with abs yeah. and all of that. And what I, my goal for a lot of my posts is I want to make fitness feel more accessible to people who don't look like that. Yes. You know, I want to make... You know, like you might not be able to do what they do, but you can try. You can, as long as you try. There is, uh, there is victory in trying your best at something. Persistence, yes. Keep pushing it, pushing, pushing the envelope, yes. 
You know, and, and and it doesn't have to be like the stuff I'm doing on paddle boats or doing box jumps or running. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could be it could be push ups. If you can't do a push up, you know, okay, you can't do a push up. You start on your knees, do five knee push ups. Wait a day, the next day, go for six. Ah, uh, you know, keep doing it. Doing keep going. Yes. Bit, okay. Let's talk about the little bit of, of improvement. And I would have happened. What has happened to me was it's helped me egg me on when I like fall back because like you know I diet and all that, but I fall off. It's natural. It's natural. And, fall off. and 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 you feel as a person as a spirit. I see your glow. I see that black man popping out. I see that Idris Elba <laughs> keeping up your face. I love it because that's the energy we're bringing on stage. I have to change my mantra as well. I, my my energy was really thrown off with the whole Corona. We're losing gigs. Mm-hmm. We're losing money. I'm saying that you know what I'm saying that stimulus check was not cutting it the way we want to. But let me nah. yeah. So my energy is not right, and I had to check myself, Quentin. Like in a way, like how am I going to fix this? Because we are healers of the comedy. We are healers, and we got to fix us to fix others. And this comedy, mm-hmm. even before I joined TikTok, I'm like, yo, self-care is important. So I like what you did with yourself, and I appreciate you for that, my G. Yeah, man. And, you know, anybody listening, you uh, well, I'll shout myself. You want to follow me on Instagram? DM, yes, I'll, please, I'll please, please. Put accountability on your links. Partner. Where can they follow you? Where can they follow your line? Put you on can follow me on literally everything at QKillem. That's Q-K-I-L-L-E-M. I even got an OnlyFans. Yeah. My friends only. Go ahead. Pay-per-view. Yeah. But, you know... Like as much as I want to make you laugh, if you if you going through your own fitness journey, I'm not. Yes. I ain't doing nothing. So you know, I can you know encourage you to you know push yourself and improve yourself. For all our conservative, you know? all our, to all of our conservative listeners, we do American comedy, which is uncut, uncut, which which means is raw, raw, which means yes, we do adult comedy. So you will hear a lot of dirty talking. You know? You'll oh, hear yeah, a lot absolutely. of motherfuckers flying around, ass flying Ooh. around. You you'll you'll hear a lot of dirty draws and and missed periods. You'll hear a lot of we're you know scared of you, just, yeah, we're scared of you, motherfucker. We're scared of you, motherfucker. You're gonna hear everything. We're gonna down. we're gonna talk about gas station sex pills and armpit this for. We're gonna talk about Anals that went wrong. We talk shit. This is what we, we do. do. We it's American comedy. So, man. what do you think is a one common reason of people failing? I know we are still both me and you have only been in comedy what three and a half years, four, and you have also been there. Oh well, you the saw I posted today. Today is my two year comedy anniversary. So, this happy is- comedy anniversary. That's why I pushed you to be on the podcast today. Happy anniversary yeah. to my G. Thank you. You've man. come way far. Two years ago, exactly. Thank you. Thank bruh, you. Bruh, bruh, bruh. What's the, what's the most well, common ahead. reason that people uh like fail, like people fail or give up at the beginning? You've been two years and, and your ways opened faster than a lot of people. But what's one thing you believe as yourself, as a core mantra that's made people makes people give up and you did it? I think what makes people and this isn't just common, this is any anything. It's uh one uh wanting fast results. Mm, that's one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vibes. Okay. And and I even fall prey to this, uh, even with fitness, is uh, not appreciating your progress. Uh, clapping for yourself. Clapping for yourself yeah. for how far you came. Clapping for yourself. Yes. Because if you if you put time into anything, you will see improvement. And it yes. might not be as gradual as you like. It might yes. not be as gradual as, you know, other people, but you have made progress. You'll feel you it, yes. you need to be proud of that. Yes. And more importantly... You know, say say you do something for a month. Yes. And you see X amount of progress. You're like, oh, I can do better. Yes. Then do better. Yes. Don't do think, better. Oh, yes. You don't think, oh, I did this for a month. I only got here where I only got, you know, 10 steps 
and I really wanted to go 20. It's like, no, you did. You got 10 steps. Can you like now, you know, next month you can either keep going 10 steps or you can yes. change yourself yeah. to get to 20. Yeah. Like nothing that's worth having is easy and nothing that's worth having comes fast. Of course, people hit the jackpot. You know, Vibes. People hit the lottery and everything. Yeah. But that's not how it is for everybody. That's not how it is. Yes. For everyone. Uh, you know, you have to grind, you have to work. And if you really want it, um, you have to be persistent. You have to be consistent. Yes. So that's why people quit. They just, they want quick results and they're not happy with the results that they have. Mm. They just give up. Vibes, vibes. Let me ask you, Quentin, quick question. So mm-hmm. I am here because I see your brand and I see where you're going and my, my brother, fuck shit. You're going to be big. But if I had a billboard, <laughs> I had a billboard right by exit 164, right by where you live downtown and you wait to exit uh, to Capitol Hill. And I want to put yeah. something that you like, something you stand for, that everybody driving through K-Log, I-5, heading north or south, will, 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 will see that. What do you want that billboard to say and why? Uh... If I can get so many words, um, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm very religious. Yes, let's go. Vibes, vibes, and vibes. Yes. And I'm not saying I'm everyone else to be Christian or whatever, but uh, I will put my favorite scripture. My favorite scripture is Luke, uh, Luke. chapter 6, verse 37. Let's go. Which it says, do not judge, you will not be judged. Do not, not judge. Condemned. Yes. You will not be condemned. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. And yes. that has been my favorite Bible verse since I was like 11 years old. And I live nice. by it because what, what it really teaches me is, you know, I take everyone at face value. I don't yes. judge them for who they are, yes. their identity, or anything. I take them at face value. Yes. Yeah. Vibes you know, on vibes, I don't, man. I don't listen to what other people have to say about someone because people We already are have all the shit. To, people are people. People and, you're, and people are different people to who they're around for various reasons. Exactly. And, yep. And more importantly, you know... Uh, Forgiven, you shall be forgiven. Like, don't forget. Don't forgive. Never means forget. No, but forgiven is for you. It's not for another person. Exactly. So you can let go of that hate, that anger that's holding you back. Exactly. Vibes, 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 y'all. Y'all, you're getting all the vibes today. I'm telling you, Quinton, you're dropping. You're dropping diamonds. You're dropping diamonds. Hey, (laughs) my dick is auditioning for Wakanda too. This nigga. Hey, anyway, you motherfucker. I'm going to be so, in the movie. You're gonna be in the movie. You know what? I'm I want to be in the I movie. want you to take this British actors out so that we can play actual parts. We are here now. We, we don't have to import people. Yo, you as a black, a black artist in America, how's mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, Breonna Taylor, and all the movements that we are projecting right now? This corona, everything that this corona brought to our community. What do you feel? As an artist, how did it affect you? How did it affect me? Also, I'll leave with this. I was actually pleasantly surprised with how much people cared. This is you know, this is initially. not this has not been done. Like we have not done this in a long time. We have not seen this energy. Like we didn't even expect it. I was so surprised. Yeah, and and despite and despite um you know they say it's dying now, but there's still protests. There's still people out putting in work. They're just trying to silence the movement. But I was pleasantly surprised with how much people actually care. Yeah. Um, I do believe that there needs to be justice for Brianna Taylor. Ah, Brianna, man, arrest the, the those people. Nonsense. Uh huh. You know, I, I wish I I used to know the names of the cops that killed her because I need we need to stop saying arrest the cops that. We need to call, we need to call their names out till people know who yeah, they we are. Yeah, we just so, say so we need to you need to 
arrest fuck cop number one, fuck cop number two, and fuck cop number three who killed Breonna Taylor. The ones who kill, the ones who kill people. We do not pay. We are not. If me, me, my problem is. If we have bad comics, like the issue you said about sexual harassment at a particular comedy club, we're not going to mention names in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But fuck it. Why am I? Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it wrapped because because we have we have two brands on the show today. Okay, cool. But okay. we call our people who harass women in comedy clubs. We call our people who yes. rape other comics because fuck them. They need to be in jail. I don't know why these comics mm-hmm. are raping other comics and not in jail. But also cops. If you know there's a bad cop or a cop you know is some, doing some shitty shit, it's your responsibility to push these people to us. Otherwise, we'll bind you together. Because let me tell you, if I go to India right now and there's a room full of cobras, you know India love cobras, right? Yeah. I don't know which one bites and which one doesn't. I got to kill all of them. Exactly. They I, all I'm not going to wait to be like, okay, nigga, bite me. Bite me. I want to see if you're the poisonous one, nigga. I want to see if I can die. No, you're a snake. I got to go. So we to us are looking like, yo, Call out the bad people so that we can fix the system, right, fam? Yeah, and and here's and here's the thing about cops. And my brother is actually a cop. Yes. So I have a slightly different view because people are like, oh, you know, all cops are bad. No, no, no all cops, cops are, are bad. not bad. But yes, but all cops work for a system that is fucked. Mm. And that, and because you perpetuate a system, you might not be a bad person, but your job in of itself is bad. And so that makes you bad. Like, yeah, you, you have the cops that do wellness checks and all of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you still have to have a quota for, you know, extra amount of tickets. You still have to, you know, uh, and where do you go for these tickets? You yes. say, oh, go to, go to that zone where all the black people are. Because I've been around black and white people, you know, 50-50 in my life. Okay. And I've seen more drugs and all that around white people than I have around black people. Okay. But they, but you, but you specifically send people to look and harass for drugs in the black community. Why is that? It's because reform starts with them. Yes, people, reform starts with no, them. Because if you don't arrest enough people, then you can't put people in jail. And then, then you have all these major corporations yeah. who fund politicians, who fund all these initiatives, who work off the cheap labor of prisons. But if you don't have any you don't have anybody in prison, then you can't you don't have any labor. So it's a fuck system. Yeah. All together. And since you're on the ground level, you're the face, you're the reason that this you're you're the beginning piece yes. of you know all of this. You are bad. You are doing a bad thing. And like I said, my brother's a cop, and I tell him, you have a fuck job. Yes. Like I don't like I love you, you're a good person. I've seen the good things he's done as a cop in his city. Yes. But at the end of the day, you still perpetuate the system. And and the the thing we want is let the system be fair to everybody. That's what we're you're looking for. That's what the people, black people, are looking for. That's what we are not trying to be better than anybody. We just want the equality, right? Yeah, and and, and here's the thing: and like, okay, punish people. We're not treating. saying they're black. They're they're bad black. They're bad white people and good white people. They are bad black people and they are good black people. They are bad cops and they are good cops. All we're saying is keep accountable. Yeah. When you well, catch all, me, all, when you catch me with drugs, I go to jail. So when a cop kills, we also want him to follow the law. Yeah, and more importantly, we want it to be just. There's like you know, a white yeah. person, a white person have the same charge, the exact same charge. White person gets six months in community service, and the black person gets five years. Vibes, vibes, That's man. Unjust system. That's an unjust system. Vibes, man. So it's like. 
You know, we, we, we black people, we just want to be treated as equal. And the problem is, white people have been in power for so long okay. that equal feels like we want more. Or yes. We want extra. No, we just want the same stuff. Mm-hmm. We want the same treatment that you have. Vibes. We want the same leeway. Vibes. We want the same, all of that. Vibes. Vibes. Thank you, Quinta. Thank you for putting it out there like that. No. We are going. This is a preacher, 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 preacher. Jesus, come down. Things are moving. Things I, are moving. I grew up in the church, you know. Hey. I can get to the huffing, you know, the black. <laughs> And what you need to know is what you need to know. We, we, just wanna, we just wanna be treated like everybody. If, Where's if, my if Todd slaps a bitch, <laughs> he goes to jail. If Julian slaps a bitch, he, he goes to jail. That's all we want. Oh, Quentin, let me we tell don't you. want Todd. We don't want. <laughs> I, I love, I love this cat right here. Uh, we work together every time we meet too, when we hang out backstage where there's an open mic. We bounce ideas even before we go on stage. That's the one thing I like about Quentin. It's not a I, I'm not, I don't like selfish creatives. I know your style is your style, my style is my style, but it's a way we can bridge it together. So second time I'm interviewing him, I just felt like Uncut deserves his energy. And I want to ask you, Quinton, see, <laughs> if I'm out there and some random Nigerian prince, you know, we have hash papi, hash pa, people with money playing around in Africa. And this guy yeah, yeah. decides and says, I love Quinton. This nigga, I heard about him. I want to give you one million naira to give him i'm like no one million is not enough one million naira is not one million american dollars so give me like a, almost 10 million naira he gives me 10 million naira i convert it i put it in dollars and i sell it to you what would you do with one million dollars for you your brand or whatever you're trying to do with it what would i do with one million dollars yeah well first things first you know i think you know you have to take care of yourself i'm, I'm getting me a place i'm getting mm-hmm. me a, you know, this is this this rent is kicking my ass. I will, I will yeah, Seattle rent is a bitch. Myself. Seattle rent is a fucking bitch, Bob. I, I will buy myself a place. That would be the first thing I would do. Okay. So we'll, we'll, let's 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 call that and be generous. Two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand. That's a two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, that's like yeah. You got a house in uh, Burien. Okay, Burien mm-hmm. and Redmond. Okay, let's go. Okay. I would probably take a hundred thousand out, and I would do that to play in the stock market because okay. you know. That's what the rich do. I probably put do. up another two hundred. Mm-hmm. I probably put up another two hundred thousand. So we're at a five hundred fifty. Five hundred fifty now. Yeah, we have five fifty. Yep. Hey, you gotta put taxes on this stuff. You know, like that two fifty, you gotta put it like three hundred. That one hundred, you gotta put like one. Oh, oh, we. I gotta pay taxes on rent. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta pay. Oh, oh right. you're right. welcome to America, fam. <laughs> Dang, okay, that two fifty, okay. but you pay the broker and everybody else. So you're at three hundred. So the hundred, you got one fifty. So now you're at. Uh, 400. So you have 600 left. Go ahead. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say I'm at 600. Uh, I would give, I would say about 50,000 to, you know, uh, charity of my choice. I would have to research and make sure the charity does what the fuck they say they do. Okay. So I wouldn't name one. Okay. But it would definitely, it would definitely go back to my hometown city of Detroit, Michigan. Um, help out the people there. Okay. So 50,000 goes there. Um, uh, I know some people are like, why you ain't taking care of your mama? I'm like, my mama worked for the government. She's paid already. Yes. She don't need no money. Actually, your fifty dollars less. It's actually four fifty. So you had five fifty, not six fifty. So you're oh, you okay. so you're fifty thousand. So I got five hundred thousand yeah, left. Yeah, you had five hundred thousand. So you've done for the charity. Go ahead, let's go. Yeah, I was like, okay. So I uh, did the charity. Let's see. I got five hundred thousand left. I got my house. I got that. Uh, we're just gonna chalk up two hundred grand to niggerish things. Niggerish <laughs> activities. Niggerish activities. Nigger activities. Niggerlations. Niggerish. Niggerlations. Chapter four, verse four. You gotta probably, probably be a, a jewelry purchase in there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. Okay. Niggerish activities, okay. and then the last three hundred thousand will go into my brand. Um, Vibes. Probably, what do you want to do with your brand? What do you want to do with? 
Quentin Jones, QJ. I see it. Yeah. I, I, okay. So yeah, that's a. That's a see. That's a that's a tough question. I would say like a uh, a good portion of it. Like I will make my my own logo. I would like kind of like uh, one thing. I watch a lot of wrestling. Okay. You see what I'm getting at? Okay. And the big thing about wrestling is before the the big wrestlers before they come out they have a sound. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. They, they make like, okay. Like, like you know the rock. If you smell. Like, yeah. You know. So you want to make that sound? Car, you yeah. Like I wanna, I wanna sound voiceovers, voiceover, a big voiceover, voice over something. Out. Yeah. So whatever video I do before I go on yeah. stage, yeah. it would be like I don't know what it would be, but I would, I would find that, and yeah. I would find. Uh, so I would do that uh, towards branding. Uh, let's see what else. Do I, but as far as like, what do I want to be in entertainment? That's a tough question. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's okay to be lost as yeah. long as you're walking down some path, and I'm like. Whatever I want to be, if I want to be an actor, if I want to be like a professional comedian my whole life, if I want to, you know, get into whatever else, I need to first be a better comic. Oh, you want to write as much, you want to tap into the craft, like you want to get all everything that you can soak up in the game. Yeah, I want everything I, because comedy, the comedians are some of the most versatile people in the art. Yeah, vibes, we can write. vibes, vibes. We can, we can write, we can act, we can do all these things. Yeah. So it's like I need to become a better writer. I need to become a better actor. Yeah. Uh, Jay Jones, my fake brother. Shout, shout out, out shout out, shout out. You need a movie though. You need a movie too. You need a a, a little comedy movie during this Corona. Tell yeah, us how, how was it? How was it? How was it? How's that short film? Uh, so it, it, it's called Negro Heaven. Negro it's Heaven. Basically, uh, basically our rendition of what it would be like to go to a heaven that is tailored towards the black uh, community. Who was what, who was on a, who was on the who was on the tell us who else was on the on the movie with you? Was it other comedians right, so, or that too? Uh, yeah, other Seattle so We had my boy A Maze Productions. He wrote it. Okay. And brought me in on that. Okay. We had uh, Chris H. Chris H. Shout out to Chris uh, H. Hey, that light skinned nigga. Okay. That, that, you say, I believe in myself. He believes in himself all the time. Okay. Now, if it's warranted, yeah. all the time, probably, maybe not. But okay. he believes. Okay. Like, he believes before everybody. Okay. He's you know, very good comedian, very funny. We had uh, Raja. Yes. Entrepreneur, extraordinaire. We had Vanessa Dawn. Vanessa Dawn. Hey. Oklahoma. Uh, you know, okay, okay. You know, uh, we had uh, Controversy Clean to Controversy Queen to Wanna Be. Okay. You know, uh, who who was a whole whole actor in her own right? Uh, yeah. We had a two piece in the biscuit, Nate. Hey, two piece of the biscuit with this harmonica. This nigga. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That boy know where he come from. He's from the south, and he he's from the know, south. Bro. He lets you know, man. I need to put two biscuit on this shit. Yo, you, know you got to bring him. I might hit him up. I gotta bring him on this. Yeah, yeah, he got to yeah, talk to up, me. You know? Yeah, he has a journey to share to me. He owes me something. Let's you know, go. Let's he, go. He got okay. he bring I love him. I love and all that. And then you had me and the character I played. Uh, okay. What did you play? Which character played, did you play? So I played a mechanic. Okay. I played a mechanic called Rusty. Okay. And. <laughs> Uh, oh, you call yourself Rusty? Mechanic yeah, called Rusty. You're around Rust. Mechanic called Rusty. Okay. And uh, he talked like this, you know. So what he would do, he would come in, he would fix your alternator. Okay. You anything you need to be done, you know, he talked like this, like that real, like, uh, mechanic voice. Yes. And it was fun. Uh, he just kind of said, play a mechanic, and I kind of, like, brought the voice in. Okay. And I'm like, you know, it's Negro Heaven. So Negro I'm like, Heaven. You know, mechan- so what's up? Yeah. You know, I kind of brought in like that black versatility, like the the black mechanic. He ain't just a mechanic, you know. He's an engineer. He's an engineer. He's an informer. He he he's a he's like a go between. 
Yeah, he like, he's like anything that need to be fixed or built, you go to him. So I brought that into the character. It was, oh, it, it was right. real fun. Right. Acting was dope. You need to act yeah, more. I do you need like to do act. more acting. Do you need to act more, Vincent? <laughs> get your face comfortable more. You are very comfortable on the camera, but do it more so that you can get it. Get it. Because you got characters in you, fam. The day I get money, I can write a script because I have plans to do some big things with us here in Washington. And if once oh, yeah, my, my, my script is executed and it's been approved by the people I need it to approve to, Quentin, you're a character in the movie I want to shoot. Hey man, I can. You've been on there, man. Any, we got any type of character. We're gonna make our own little Friday right here in Seattle, just here. Man, what, gonna, whatever type of person you need me to be, I got you. I, man. I, I, I believe that this movie that I want to shoot, I got some characters in head, and Quentin, you got people. You got you got peoples in you. I, I see you are you, <laughs> you have your own peoples in you. You know what I'm saying? You're like you got your own Bernie Mark in you. I'm gonna bring it out. I don't want it soft, but I like it. And anyway, Quentin, thank you for being with us. Thank you for giving oh, us man, time. Is, I know, great, I know this you're dope. I know you've been busy. What's next for you, though? What's next for you? Where can audience uh, find you? Put, plug yourself in. This is your moment to be on the billboard online. So tell people where can they can find you. What's your next project on TikTok and shit? Put us on, G. Put us on. Okay, so uh, like I said earlier, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Q Killem. You can find me on there. I'm making a lot of skits during the Rona. Uh, like I said, my vision is to make uh, fitness accessible. Yeah. So once or twice a week, I'll post the fitness video. So yes. uh, this week, uh, I got a friend. He's a gymnast, uh, yeah. Olympic gymnast, and he posts his workout. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do some of his Olympic gymnastic workouts. And vibes. It's, it's going to go how it's going to go, but I'm going to give it everything I got. Vibes. Uh, what else I got coming up? I got another project with uh, Stephen Mays. We're working. We're writing on that. Okay. Vibes. And, vibes. Uh, that, that's that's really it. I'm just really committed to the skits. To uh, get myself right and, and you know just be prepared to kick the door open as soon as we're ready to get out of here, you know. Vibes, man, vibes. I appreciate you, Quentin, for taking space with us. You are inspiring a lot of people. A lot of my audience members are from Qatar, Seychelles, hey. Malaysia, Dubai, London, listening to us, Kenya. Ah, if there was in the United States, we love you. You're our neighbors. But a lot of our people. Hey, well, you, well, come we're from international. Places. Yeah. And this international people listen to me. I want I want the guy in Korea because I got a good audience in Korea too. I'm like, yo, I didn't know I inspired these people. So they want to know what is the life of a comic? How did you go? Your challenges. And I'm glad you came here, ironed it out. You didn't, you know what I'm saying? You went and cut with it. You you told us how you feel. And I, I appreciate that. Y'all, if you all fuck with me, you fuck with Quentin. You go follow this nigga. This nigga motherfucker. His village is my village. His village is my village. I see him, he sees me. We black on black on black on black on black. <laughs> on black and black and black. <laughs> all right, more life, G. Have a good day, man. More life. Stay safe, my G. Hey, same to you, man. It was all a pleasure right. being here. Whenever Thank you want you. me back, I'm here for you, man. Always, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, fam. All right, see you. Stay all right, bye, right, bye. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to General Matambo Uncut Podcasts. Now available on all platforms. Au revoir.